Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. A weather specialist says Saskatchewan farmers should enjoy near-ideal seeding weather this week. Environment Canada senior climatologist David Phillips says April was a mixed bag for weather, but this month should be warm and mild. Well, it's almost as if April uh, was all of the above. Uh, We had some snow, we had some rain, uh, we had some warm temperatures at the beginning, some cooler temperatures. It was really a mixed bag. Now, when we crunch all of the numbers, uh, it comes out to be fairly close to a normal temperature. Some areas were maybe a half a degree warmer than normal. Other areas were maybe a half a degree cooler than normal. So it's what I would have described as normal uh, Uh, temperatures. We saw temperatures that varied from as much as uh, 20, 24, 24 degrees down to uh, to minus uh, minus 12. So a real contrast, but it's typical as April is. You know, weather attacks you from every direction. It's winter wants to stay on, summer wants to get a foothold. So it's really the kind of April that we often see. Now, it's certainly, when you look at March and April from an agricultural point of view, uh, it wasn't nearly as warm as last year. Last year was one of the warmest uh, March-Aprils. Uh, a lot of seeding had already begun. Farmers were on, clearly onto their fields. And But this year, uh, temperatures were, for both March and April, uh, just about normal. Precipitation this year was maybe a little less than last year, not too different. But I would think that the southern areas of the province could do with some more, uh, more precipitation. Uh, flooding has not been an issue, so I don't think that has raised its concern there, but I think that what we're going to see this week is absolutely tailor-made. Uh, rumors have it, I'm hearing that seeding has begun in many parts of the uh, of the province, and this week looks ideal. Uh, it's going to, uh, we're going to see oodles of sunshine after today, uh, just almost four, five, six days in a row with sunshine temperatures that are as warm as you've seen consistently since uh, maybe last Labor Day. Temperatures up to 20, 24, 25 degrees, no frost occurring. So I think seeding is just going to gallop along. The soil also is going to warm up, and that's important. You just don't want to seed in cold soil because nothing's going to happen. So with all the sunshine and the warmth, we're going to actually, things are going to take. Um, As I say, a little bit more precipitation would be a good thing. In the last six months, uh, precipitation has been uh, down from uh, what it normally would be, but it's not a crucial situation. It was certainly a good rain uh, in, in May would, would correct that uh, situation. So I think farmers have to be pretty buoyed by what they're seeing. Uh, we certainly are looking at the next little while, and then we look at May and into June. We see temperatures that are coming from our models seem to be a little warmer than, than normal. And so my sense is the beginning of the growing season is uh, looking uh, like a lot of good news associated with And the longer-range forecast, David, is it going to be warmer than normal right into summer? Well, I mean, it's a little bit uncertainty. I think that we have several choices uh, with our summer. And, Jim, uh, we could certainly be warmer than normal, could be colder, could be normal. Or there's another category called, you know, we're not sure. 
And it does seem to be that way. Um, I looked at the American models. They're seeing similar situations, a little uncertain as how the summer is going to unfold. Now, last summer was actually turned out to be fairly close to normal when you crunched all the numbers. My sense is it's going to be that or maybe a little warmer than normal. When I look at areas outside of Saskatchewan, uh, certainly in Manitoba and the east and also the south, it is showing warmer than normal. So I think the odds seem to favor a milder than normal, a warmer than normal summer. But as we stand right now, it's maybe a little too early to uh, to put any money on that. Maybe when we chat in another month, we'll have a pretty good idea of what the summer, that would be June, July, and August would be like. But the good news right now is that going into the mid to later part of spring is looking good from an agricultural point of view. How about summer precipitation? Will it be drier or wetter than normal? Well, our models seem to show a little wetter than normal, but again, Jim, precipitation's always a tough call to, to get right. And of course, coming with that always comes the more severe weather. You know, uh, the odd tornado, the wind, wind events, the plow winds, some hail. I mean, you're never, you never escape the severe weather. It's not all about the winter providing you with severe weather in Saskatchewan. The summer has its share, and for, for agriculture, that is a very important important part of the of uh, what the outcome is going to be with regards to the uh, the crop but right now again it is showing a bit wetter than normal and if it turns out to be warmer well that wetter would be a good news you just don't want it to be dry and hot that's not a necessarily a good combination as they say the the soil moisture right now is is adequate we could we hope to see a little bit more but again it's the temperature that seems to be in the summertime a little uncertain right now, but as I say, as the days go on, we'll have a better sense of how that's going to unfold. David Phillips is a senior climatologist with Environment Canada. Omnitrax has made its first public comments in quite some time about the port of Churchill and rail line leading to the northern Manitoba port. No grain was moved through Churchill last year after a surprise closure in July, as well as a disappointing amount in 2015. The U.S.-based company wants to sell the rail line and port and has been holding private negotiations with a group of Manitoba First Nations. That group is led by Chief Arlen Dumas of the Matthias Colomb Cree Nation at Padawagan, Manitoba. Omnitrax President Merv Tweed spoke at the Hudson Bay Route Association annual meeting in Swan River recently. Everything that Chief Dumas has committed to do, he has done, and everything he has said he would do, he has done. From my perspective, that makes a good working relationship. We have a trust between us, uh, we communicate with each other, but at the end of the day, he only wanted to communicate with one seller, and I only wanted to communicate with one buyer. Now there are reports that a second First Nations group is also interested in the rail line and port, but Tweed is throwing Omnitrack support behind Chief Dumas. We were hoping to have a final announcement today, but uh, I can tell you that we are making every plan necessary to have the port open this year. We have a couple of things we have to iron out with uh, one of the governments, but uh, that has come down to about one issue, and I'm pretty sure we can resolve that. So we're very optimistic that there will be a grain season this year. We're optimistic that uh, we'll get some of the volume that we couldn't achieve last year, but in the same breath, uh, we're very, very positive and very optimistic about the season going forward. Chief Dumas says his First Nation already owns a small railway and says a deal with Omnitrax is part of a long-term plan established by a previous chief. There was Chief Biggity 
along with uh, some of his colleagues in the past who had had an aspiration to, to take over a railway and we had done that we had achieved that by taking over our own railway with two of our partner communities and, and we we own and operate our own railway from the Paw Manitoba to Pukitawagan and that it was his goal to eventually take over all of the all of the railways in the north I'm pleased to say that I've honored his legacy and I'm, I'm continuing to pursue that dream and it's uh, within grasp and uh, it's gonna happen Omnitrax has maintained once a week freight shipments to Churchill, but suffered a setback last month when 12,000 new rail ties were destroyed in a fire caused by arson. So I think that's kind of an indication as to where we were going in the sense that they were in storage and ready for the season to start. Unfortunately, now we're set back by about five weeks because we do have to reorder the ties. That has been done. We're kind of following that as we go and uh, pushing hard to get it there sooner than later. Potawagan is near the Churchill River on the rail line which connects the Paw to Lynn Lake, a former mining community located about 200 miles northeast of Flinflon. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart has presented four agriculture scholarships to students across this province. Amanda Mitchell of Bracken receives $4,000 towards agriculture-related post-secondary studies. She's the grand prize winner after submitting a video telling the story of a piece of bread and describing her farm's role in wheat production from seeding to harvest and beyond. She wanted to show how food comes from real farms with real people. Braden Fraser of Churchbridge, Rachel Enns of Osler, and Dina Lamb of Regina have each received runner-up scholarships of $2,000. Stewart says these young people are the future of farming, and their enthusiasm for agriculture is inspiring. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were moving up in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $290 at $504. Oats went up 272 at 183.26. Yellow peas gained $10 at $331. Number one red spring wheat increased to $1.34 at 246.51. The rest were unchanged. Durham 269.29. Feed barley 125.03. Flax 453.96. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was unchanged at 5.49 and three quarter cents. The Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. And now the latest Livestock Report. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 2nd. We didn't have a sale here last week. It was a Finnaboya's turn. Here is what they were bringing. Heiferet sold from $1.20 to $1.45. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1 to $1.15. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.99. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.19 cents to $0.50. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.35. And for the feeders, 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.34 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.49. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.39. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.26. 
700 to 800 pound steers averaged two dollars and three cents and sold up to two dollars and eighteen cents 800 to 900 pound steers averaged a dollar 83 and sold up to a dollar 94 for the heifers they were about 20 to 25 cents back from the steers this has been stephanie digg reporting from the weyburn livestock exchange the market that gets cattle and the prices too now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 143 to 145 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 head, selling in a range of 145 to 147 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 94 to $108 per CKG live weight. Ham's marketing cash hog price today was up 66 cents per CKG, while forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. Yesterday's Canadian dollar was steady with the daily exchange rate at 1.366. Over the last six years, the cash market has gained a little over 5% of the value from May to June, while current forward prices are holding an 18% premium over the current cash market. Coming up, the farm.